0: Hi, this is Boss here from the com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. We certainly appreciate being here. Thanks for being a part of the show. Be sure to go give the show a good review on iTunes. You can go to iTunes, just hit the review tab, and give us a five-star review if you would. Tell us how much you like the show and all that good stuff. We certainly appreciate it. Refer the show to your family, friends, relatives. Get them all listening to the show so everyone could be part of the Chris Boss Show family. that loves you, but doesn't judge you. The best kind of family there is when it comes down to it. I think I need to make a shirt that says that. The best kind of family. All that good stuff. Anyway, guys, be sure to go to all of our groups, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those crazy places the kids are always playing. See our big LinkedIn group and our LinkedIn newsletter as well. Today we have an amazing guest on the show. He's going to be talking to us about who he is and what he does. And if that's not amazing for you, Ellie Katz is the president and CEO of National Retail Solutions. Seven years ago, he brought his many years of experience as an executive at various companies in diverse industries, plus strong leadership, interpersonal, and organizational skills to found National Retail Solutions, NRS. NRS is a subsidiary of IVT and is a provider of a point-of-sale network and credit card processing ecosystem, which services close to 17,000 independent retailers across the United States. Welcome to the show, Ellie. How are you?
1: Chris, thank you for having me. And I want to start by apologizing to your listeners and to you. I was supposed to be on twice. And <laughs> you know, the first time I was standing at my computer and in my office, you know, we're part of a publicly traded company. So they have all this fancy, you know, firewalls and protections and this and that. But I didn't know it. I just thought maybe the internet was too slow. And mm-hmm. so the second time, or maybe there's some button I didn't push. So the second time I said, that's it. I'm going to have one of the IT people from the IT department stand next to me in the beginning of this show and figure out what button is it that I'm not hitting because, you know, I could see Chris, he can't see me, I can't hear him, he can't hear me, we got to talk. So I had it. Anyways, I wasn't successful there with this professional IT guy. So this time, I decided to bring my own internet to work. And we're we're good. We're clear. I, I don't know what you did to the company that you are one of their filters. If They don't want the, the employees to see the Chris Voss show, you know.
0: They must I, have I, some tight filters. There's a lot of people who watch us. So maybe they're just like, we're tired of our employees sitting around all day watching the Chris Voss that, show.
1: That probably could be it. That You know, they're like, listen, probably one of the most popular shows out there, the Chris Voss show. We have to have our employees working. And, you know, we can't have them on the Chris Voss show all day or we have no productivity and then, you know, our stock goes down. So there you go. That that could be it.
0: That's, you know, we've known to run down a few stocks. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I'm just running with it.
1: Conversely, I think you've also done a great job lifting up some stocks. And Oh, yeah. We've done that too as well. Yeah. So I will tell you a little bit of National Retail Solutions and 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 some of the background. So and
0: give if, us a .dot com first, so people can check in on the internet too.
1: So nrsplus.com. .dot com, or I'm sorry, nrsplus.com. .dot com. But I'm sure I'm sure everyone does that to you. I you know. No,
0: I'm, they don't. That's cool.
1: I'm the first one.
0: Yeah, you're the well. I I don't know. I'd have to go back. There's a lot of interviews, but you're you're one of the first. Let's put it that way.
1: Because you know i i was i was mimicking i thought it was cute i thought it was thank you no I, I i picked up you know i feel like i have to make up for for all this you know for messing you over really the,
0: oh I, you're fine i mean we oh, well, we, I, we I, these are your technological things that happen in the world of zoom you know it, it was kind of hard when f- people first had to adapt to being on zoom all the time and people like what what is this you know COVID now we
1: can't even get people to come back to the office
0: yeah I mean, there's 4,500 posts on the Chris Voss show over all these years. And then, of course, we have the huge videos on the video channel there in YouTube. So, yeah, people probably are watching too much of the Chris Voss show there at your office.
1: <laughs> so, well, that's a good thing, in my opinion. And yep. so, com. we're part of a publicly traded company called IDT. We started, I started National Retail Solutions at the request of the chairman and the CEO, Howard Jonas and Shmuel Jonas of IDT where they basically said, we need to give technology tools to these independent convenience stores and liquor stores that are across the country, of which there's about 200,000 of them you should know. Wow. Um, And yeah, 200,000 of these stores, and many of them are lacking the technology and the insight in order to compete. And seven years ago, there was the threat of the big brick and mortars that were opening up. You know, I live in a town, I always talk about my town, right? So I live in a town of six square miles, Three CBS's, three 7-Elevens, a stop and shop. How is a small independent convenience store? I'm sure I'm missing a few others. Oh, two Walgreens. How is a small independent convenience store supposed to compete against that? Corporate America, brick and mortar, lots of financing behind their you know products and purchases and, and buying power and couponing and advertising and all. So we created a very robust but easy to use point of sale system. I was told from the beginning that I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting the company's money because these independents don't want technology. Uh, and anyways, seven years later, not only do they want technology, they've embraced our technology. And uh, you mentioned the seventeen thousand, or the, I, I believe, number that that that's that was yesterday's number. Today, we're almost at twenty thousand locations, coast to coast. we oh wow, congratulations! State correct. And, and they want the technology and they want, and we've given it to them a robust, but easy to use point of sale system. You know, mm-hmm. so we take the point of sale system for granted, but, you know, as a customer and, and, you know, my wife is a, 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 bigger customer of all these brick and mortar stores. And she's also a pretty good customer of Amazon as well. You know, when we walk in, we look at products, we look at the way the store is laid out, that we look at the, the, you know, the aesthetics, how does it look? How does it smell? Are the people Nice. The reality is one of the most important, if not the most important piece of any single brick and mortar, specifically a retail establishment, is the okay. point of purchase, the POS yep. system, the register. That mm. register tells the merchant how much product they have, how much product they sold, what did they sell it for, how much did they buy it for, how much did they have left. Really, it ru- it's the best way to run their business. And we oh. tools at a very affordable price, to these merchants. And then we opened up other products. Once we got the register, we started doing credit card processing. You know, where credit card processing is probably one of the dirtiest businesses that are out there, right? Every small business needs credit card processing. And every small business owner has a cousin, a nephew, or an uncle that sells credit card processing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I have all of them. I
1: don't know. know, Yeah, exactly. But they lock them into a contract. They lock them into a cancellation fee. They charge. I think, and by the way, I speak as a small merchant myself. I own, own, and have owned over fifteen restaurants in the last twenty years, Mm -hmm. and I know how much money I've paid for my credit card terminal over time. Yeah, and 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 it's expensive. And also, you know, trying to understand your credit card bill and the rates that you're being charged and the hidden fees is crazy. Yeah, we came out with a product with our credit card processing, which is. For all small businesses, all, all any business who doesn't want to get ripped off, to be honest with you, in my opinion, <laughs> free equipment, no contract, no cancellation fee, clean rate. That is a awesome. lot. 2.49, 10 cents, that's it. Small businesses, you know your business better than anyone else. If you don't feel like you're saving money at the end of the month with your credit card processing, put our unit in the box, send it back to us, and move on and go back to your cousin.
0: That's pretty awesome. I mean, we used to do a lot of credit card processing ourselves with my mortgage company. I remember one day, like 12,000 showed up in our account from them. And I was like, I was like, what the hell? Somebody's made some sort of mistake. You know, what, why is there 12,000 that, you know, just shows up in our account in bulk? It was all the holdback that they were doing for, I don't know, years, God knows how long. And I ain't really been paying attention to holdback, but I knew there, I think there kind of was one. But I didn't realize it was twelve thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a lot. of money. <laughs> yeah, like most of the kids don't have the skill set nor the time yeah. to focus on just that one aspect, especially these these you know mom and pops or these small businesses. Yeah, I was like
0: twelve thousand has been sitting around in their accounts. I haven't been there any interest on that. I, you know, I'm, okay. a, I'm a business owner. I can, I mean, there's things I can do with twelve thousand dollars to reinvest. That's
1: a nice try, change.
0: And, you know, over the years of owning businesses, you know, we'd either get pitched or I'd hear someone, Hey, yeah, I just signed up with the new credit card provider for a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To pay like $4,000, $3,000 for the, for the unit there and sign up. And I'm like, what? What? Just to, to give them
1: privilege of taking a cut of all your action. I like that word privilege. Can I tell you a quick story? Uh, the, the, The straw that broke the camel's back or whatever the expression is of why we got into credit card processing. We didn't want to get into credit card processing because it is a dirty business. So I'm with my boss. We're walking in the Bronx one day. We're visiting stores and we're saying, you know, do these stores even take credit card processing? So yes, check, they do. Some of them actually have two or three units. So like for every 10 stores we go to, we would have 14 different processors. Okay, we found a store. His cousin signed him up. He charged last month $650, right? That's how much merchandise he charged. He was charged for that privilege over $212. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't include like whatever surprise fees that didn't show up the statement fees and all the other fees you know. So and I don't even know what he did with this with his unit as far as how much he's paying for 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 that six hundred twelve two hundred something it cost me. The privilege yes. Of having yeah. credit card processing. That's yeah. what we said. You know what? It's not enough to give them a powerful point of sale register so that they can run their business efficiently. We need to stop the bleeding in some of these other areas. So that's when we launched NRS Pay and our our our, our credit card processing has taken off.
0: I can imagine so. Because like I I used to hear so many scams and so many things and I'm like, you pay how much for the terminal? What? Yeah. Uh, it's just a terminal. It's like got a dialer in it. And I don't know. It. You know, some of these older terminals—they look like something from I don't know, like the old modems I had. Yeah. that that. like you know, I, I, and it looks bad too. If I go into a business and they have like some nasty ass old terminal, you know, like there's even a local Walmart marketplace that I go to that's close to my house, and they don't have the, they don't take the the thing that's on your credit card now—the new thing where you swipe. The, the, you, the dip, the chip. Yeah, the chip. They don't have the chip yep. thing on the thing, and so. And, and every now and then, just every now and then I'll leave the house without my, without my wallet and I'll be at the store. I'll be halfway through my shopping cart going, oh crap. And I want to use my phone. And, and at that Walmart, I can't use my phone. I'm like, oh, right. crap. You know, I can't do the, the whole phone thing. And so that's like, okay, well put the cart back and drive back to the house. And so it always kind of pisses me off every now and then. Plus. With COVID, I started getting really paranoid about stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to be swiping through there where fifty thousand people who swiped through there today and they got COVID. I just want to wave my card. I don't want to touch it or anything like that, right? And a lot of uh, retailers during COVID were making that were making that swipe thing. So what what other services and products do you guys offer or do we cover the gambit of it?
1: No, we, we we've expanded with that. We started now giving cash advance, right? Cash advance is not a loan. It is mm-hmm. it's it's an expensive product. You know, mm-hmm. we say if you want to get a loan, go to your bank and get a loan. Unfortunately, the banks give you, and I know because I, I have businesses and I've taken both cash advances and loans, you know, they give you stacks of paperwork, months and of months of, of running after them and giving them more paperwork. And then, you know, finally they'll accept it or reject it. And meanwhile, you know, whatever you needed the loan, whatever you need the cash advance for or the money for, you know, is, is too late. So. Cash advance is something that we give based on, you know, your future receivables. You know, we see how much sales you are doing and, you know, we have a a risk team that looks at it. We also have one of the most powerful ad networks in the country. So now that we have these, you know, almost 20,000 locations, point, point of sale registered coast to coast at the customer facing screen, when the customer is about to check out in this small independent convenience store format, they will see an ad that says, you know, buy Pepsi, save 25 cents. I'm using Pepsi as an example. Obviously, they didn't mm-hmm. save 25 cents. They can reach back, change their soda choice to a Pepsi and save 25 cents or buy two Pepsis oh. and, and save 25 cents You know, on your second one. So they could reach back and do the same. Pepsi's happy because they sold more Pepsi. The
0: mm-hmm. store
1: owner's happy because they stole more Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Customers happy because they saved money. And that's the universal language, no matter which race, you know, background you come from. Everyone likes to save money. 24 hours later, we put the money back into that merchant's wallet, you know, mm-hmm. digital wallet. And then at the end of the month, we would go to the CPG or to Pepsi in this example and say, hey, amongst our community of 20,000 last month, 1,000 of them redeemed your Pepsi or 10,000 of them rede- times 25 cents oh. this is how much yeah so nobody has to sit and wait for their money yeah
0: that's pretty freaking awesome
1: now you guys call that what do you guys call that service that is part of our point of sale register they are mm-hmm. automatically part of our loyalty clubs the digital out of home service oh so the digital out of home service is the is the customer facing screen correct oh okay Meaning okay the customer fa- our customer facing screen in my opinion is one of the, the most powerful ad screens out there. When you go outside, there's so much advert clutter going on, right? Mm-hmm. There's ads on a bus. There's ads on the garbage can by the bus stop. There's ads on the bus stop. There's ads by a car that just drove by or a truck that just has an ad on the side. There's so much advert clutter. No one's paying attention. I and mean, in fact, I mean, in fact, most people are just sticking their face into their device, you know, mm. and they're not even looking up. When you're in these convenience stores and you get to the point of purchase and you're about a point of sale register and you're about to pull money out of your pocket and half of the screen shows you how much you owe, Mm -hmm. you have to look up. And on the right side is a great ad. It's a very powerful ad. Wow. That's pretty
0: smart because every now and then I'll go into, you know, my 7-Eleven or one of my local, you know, gas station things. And the guy will always go, "Hey, man, you bought two cokes, and if you buy three, you get like it saves you money." Yep. And then you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, let me go back and grab a third. You know. And uh, but you know, a lot of a lot of other cashiers don't care, and they're just like, "Yeah, whatever, dude. Here you go." So it's good to have those sort of ads because then consumers kind of feel like, "Hey, I got a deal. I'll be back." You know,
1: I'll, I'll be back. Custom- exactly. That's a differentiator. That's a differentiator. These mm-hmm. small businesses or these independent businesses. I say independent, the reality is that we have, we have you know, stores that, that have 10, 12, 15, 20 locations, you know, some of them are single-owned, some of them are multi-owned, but, you know, we've perfected the independent. Imagine if you perfected the independent, everything else is easy, you know, because I basically have 20,000 bosses, right? So the person behind the counter at 7-Eleven not calling the POS company and say, hey, do you think you could add this one feature where when somebody's standing at the register, that... They- But 20,000 stores coast to coast have access to us, to our customer service line, and are able to give feedback. And we also, by the way, solicit feedback. Part of what we do is we actually have merchant roundtables every Mm -hmm. month, you know, because we want to hear from the merchants. Okay, what else do you want in this register? What else will help you manage your business better? So we always say our POS system was built by the merchants for the merchants.
0: There you go. There you go. That's pretty good. When you guys talk about convenience culture, is that
1: part of what you're talking about? So definitely you want to talk about convenience culture. I will tell you that seven years ago, I addressed one threat, which was these brick and mortars. Today, seven years later, there's another threat and that is convenience culture. Some people don't want to even leave their homes, right? And and there are apps out there that will, there are apps out there that will basically, you can order directly and it'll come from like a local warehouse. It doesn't even go to the convenience store. So Hmm. your convenience store loses out on the sales and that consumer doesn't know any better. That consumer's happy. They got their soda they got their, you know, whatever it was they just ordered. Hmm. So that, that hurts our merchants. So we're launching now an e-commerce product. We already have a point of sale register in place. Hmm. So we already know the inventory of that store. Now, a merchant a consumer can go on an app and order from their local store, and open wow. from that store, we partnered with Uber and DoorDash to provide this service. Oh, nice!
0: So yeah. you got them delivering, and they can tap the inventory of the store. I mean, you know, you have got to compete with all these different things. Like I, I imagine, especially Amazon. You know, here here locally, like Amazon gets the stuff same day. It's crazy, right? Like, so
1: that wow. you have to compete. So this is, you know, yeah. exactly. So this gives consumers the opportunity to buy from their local shop local, right? Everyone likes to say shop Mm -hmm. local. So this gives them the ability to shop local Mm -hmm. and at the same time, get there. Everyone likes to shop local until it's not convenient for them, right? Convenience factor. So now it's convenient for them. And Mm -hmm. there's certain items that are in these convenience stores, especially geographically located that they want, you know, some of it is okay. You know what? I like the Chris Voss convenience store has this sandwich that I love, I'm going to order specifically that, you know, that, that chicken sandwich from the Chris Voss convenience store. And I just it on could. the app and boom. Yeah. Have so you ever had the Chris Voss convenience store chicken sandwich?
0: I haven't. I haven't. It's always, I don't know. It's been, on. it's been on that roller for a while, but no, I know what you <laughs> mean. But no, that makes sense. Can you, can you use it too, to see what's in stock at your local place and see if, Like, I'll give you an example. One of my issues that I have is I love Mexican Cokes, Cokes that are imported from Mexico. Correct, because that's real sugar. Real sugar. It doesn't have the high fructose corn syrup. Right. really spikes your stuff. And, you know, I don't drink it often, but when I kind of have a hankering, I'll go get one. You know, I try and stay on a good diet and don't drink a lot of pop. But there's one local, it's a Maverick gas station, kind of like 7-Eleven gas station. It's in the convenience store. And they're the only one who has it in my local area, and I kind of have to drive over to get it. But you know, you get that hankering for, you know, you know a Coke or two, you know. And and I he tried try to clean the hell over there, and they're out of it because they're. It seems like they're always out of it at times.
1: So, well, so now if that local store that you mentioned has our point of sale register, the NRS, mm-hmm. you know, plus point of sale register. Mm -hmm. Now, Chris will be able to see the inventory and order it and have it delivered to his house. So, convenience factor stays and you get your specialty Coca-Cola because you can order not just product-based, but store-based.
0: There you go. Yeah, because I hate driving over there and then there's not anything there. You got your hopes up and you're just like, damn it. And there's no other real place to go get it. I think I I, can clean over to Home Depot, but it's a drive.
1: No, but what you mentioned—that example—is exactly my comment to you about the, yeah. you know, the specific stores that have specific types of products that people want. And yet, real Coke from Mexico, is something that I've heard many a times in these stores because of, like, I, I knew it right away the sugar yeah. versus the for the corn syrup. Yeah. And it
0: was—it got real scarce during COVID. It was real pain in the ass to get a hold of. In fact i think there was a few stores that had it before covid and then after covid it got really hard to find but yeah I, I really like it i grew up as a kid in the 70s so it's that taste that i remember too as well For uh, sure. that it doesn't just doesn't taste the same to me the new coke so well, you
1: remember when we were growing there was the new coke the classic coke oh i remember coke. that yeah that was, yeah that's one. i actually had i actually had till about 10 years ago massive coca-cola collection where i had you know all these cans and well, I want to say that I tried saving the Coca Cola cans with the coke, but the cans don't exactly fare well after several years with actual soda inside.
0: Ah, could imagine so. I mean, the
1: bottles did well. I got some. I have some bottles, you know, from from China yeah. from my visits there. I brought it over. Oh wow, nah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. that's got to be cool to collect. Yeah, I mean, basically, I, I, you know, I I've been known to take coke and put it on the battery for battery acid. So yeah. I mentioned <laughs> leave the can. I, there was some guy that I saw one time, and I can't remember if it was Pepsi, new Pepsi or Pepsi Light, or if it was the new Coke, and he had like a can of it that he bought off of eBay. And he decided to drink it on. Yeah, I went,
1: wouldn't recommend that.
0: That, yeah, it didn't go well Never. for him. At all. So let's move on. Let's talk about how, how does, how does the system learn store behaviors and, and purchases as a tool for the, the retailers there? And
1: so I'll tell you that we don't have the fully functioning AI feature integrated yet as far as machine learning. But like, for example, if, if someone buys, let's say we mentioned Coke, buys a Coke, it may say an ad pop up. Hey, how about this bag of potato chips for only blank, you know, amounts and do a pairing of an ad, right? Or how about get a sandwich for, you know, so that type of, of, you know, machine learning is, is something that's really beneficial to the consumer product goods company. But what I will also tell you is that we take the data that we get from these stores. And one of the things that we do with it is we actually educate the merchants. So Mm. remember what I said to you, that these are independents. They don't have the fancy departments and the money and the marketing people behind them to tell you what they should be selling the products for. So Mm -hmm. I remember going into an area and looking at a store that was selling a detergent for the convenience store size. And within a couple of blocks radius, the the prices were anywhere between $3.99 to $6.99. Wow. Yeah, because they don't know. You know, they bought it for X. They're like, okay, I want to make Y or I want to, you know. So, you know, what we do is we take state by state and we say, Hey, New Jersey, these are the top 300 items that are selling in your area. And well, not only are these other stuff, these are the average prices. So if you are selling your detergent for 699 and then the reality is that the average is 475, you don't want to lose a customer because a lot of these customers, they know pricing, right? Some people mm-hmm. don't. I'm not a pricing guy, but my wife, she knows every single price of everything. And if something goes up two and a half cents, She'll she'll like you know okay wait let's go two blocks because it's two and a half cents less. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, she always tells me how much money she saves me, but it's like okay if you could save me a little bit more, but just not going. You know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I saved two cents by going to the other Starbucks. Yeah, exactly, Ellie, yeah.
1: Ellie, you, you won't <laughs> believe how much money I saved you today. Uh, well, God
0: bless her. I mean, I've I, I had girlfriends that they don't even bother telling you if they saved or not. They're just yeah. like, there you go. Someone's asking on the show, can I use the solution outside of the USA?
1: So that that's a good question. I mean, so first of all, we're we're just a hair a hair away from launching in Canada. Mm-hmm. It happens to be that our point of sale register is like, you know, when when someone logs on or or plugs it into the internet, it shows up a light on my screen where we're located. So it happens to be that we do have a couple of, of locations in PR and PR, which is obviously, you know, part of the US, but we also have in Mexico and a few others. We don't recommend it. We don't push it because every single country's got different, you know, tax rules and different other types of rules, etc. So we don't at this point yet recommend it. Um, conversely, the machine's got several, especially when you deal with California, right? Every single block, every single city, every single County has a different tax code and rules and reg. So we have all these different layers and and levels put in to our point of sale register. It's been, you know, so people, some people have Mickey mouse their way into another country because they love it. They love our product.
0: And and it's awesome. Like I said, from my experience with doing credit card processing, I remember shopping for it over the years and re-shopping or repricing it. And like I say, the one I'll, I'll never forget. Like there was 12,000 that showed up on account. And at first, I was like, "Oh, they're going to ask for that back. Clearly, somebody yeah, it's clearly somebody screwed up. So make sure that we know that 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 twelve thousand is going to be clawed back." And then it went by for like about a two or three weeks where we sat on it. And finally, I called them up. I go, "Hey, man, well, well I think somebody screwed up and sent us some money in our account that uh, shouldn't have been sent to us. You know, I'm an honest guy, you know. So and they're like, "No, no, that's your hold back money. We've holding back for God knows how long. They're holding it back." And you know this for chargebacks and stuff. And I was like,
1: twelve thousand dollars? Yeah. Wow. I wish I could sit here and say I'm surprised, but I'm not. These credit card companies all different type, not all of them, but they, they just have one way or the other that they're just unfortunately hurting the merchant, right? Yeah. And if you hurt the merchant, ultimately you're hurting the customer. Right? Yeah. Because if the customer's getting if the merchant's getting charged a certain amount. They're going to try to figure out how to put that into the customer's product, so that's going to cost them some money. So yeah, I've been in
0: I've been to stores where they have like some ancient card thing, and you're like, dude, and you know sometimes it's where they go. oh, Sometimes it doesn't work. You got to wipe it right. Yeah, it's kind of getting old, and I'm like, dude, this thing looks ancient. And they're like, yeah, we're in some contract with them. We can't get a new one. And I'm like, right? I'm like, I don't know what the hell you did. So, so I think our, the model you guys have pretty brilliant.
1: Our units are all the newest models Mm -hmm. of the credit card processing you mentioned about the chip and the dip and the no touching we have all that right yeah contactless payments insert which is the emv compliant which is something that's required by by visa mastercard so that Mm -hmm. the responsibility of theft doesn't get shifted onto the merchants you know so we have all of that and that's free we give them a free unit I never so, sat here saying that we give the best credit card pricing, and I never sat here saying we're the most expensive. We have a very clean rate. People know what they get when they deal with national retail solutions. two point four nine, ten 10 cents, $10 a month, free equipment, no contract, no cancellation fee. That's it. Clean blow. Yeah. Our bill is like snow. A big hmm. giant thing of snow. no Lots of empty spaces. I like
0: that. I mean, you know, I, I'm always suspicious of people that have a cancellation fee because when you really think about it, if your service is that great, like my, you know, our company, when I consult or speak or do things, well, there's there, I mean, there is a consultant. If you book me to speak, you know, there's a cancellation fee, but yeah. you know, we keep the deposit, but, but for the most part, there's no cancellation fees for my stuff because I want you to come back and I, and I believe and guarantee our service. So, you know, I mean, if, if, if you're not happy, let us know. We give your money back. But we don't do contracts where it's like we have a cancellation fee if you're not happy. Look, if you're not happy, I'd rather not do business with you, and I'd rather just let you go do whatever you want, and I don't want to have to hear about it, and I don't want someone writing pissed off reviews or anything. So So to me, it's better to just let it go.
1: Yeah, and there's a reason we're one of the fastest growing credit card processing companies. I'll bet. And, 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 And you know what I always say? We have a harder job than the one who's got their cousin, right? When your cousin comes to sell you something, <laughs> your guard is down. You, yes. in, you trust, but yet your cousin just locked you into a three-year agreement and a $1,500 cancellation fee. How much does he really love you? Wow.
0: Right? Well, yeah. When I
1: come and I'm talking to you, your guard is up. What is he selling me? I'm, I'm very happy with it. My cousin, can to meet my cousin here? <laughs> and it's harder. It's a much harder sell for me. That's because crazy. With that said, we're doing a, a spectacular job.
0: There you, you know, go. They, there you go.
1: They don't lock you in. No cancellation. And it sounds like we covered
0: some stuff that you guys are doing in the future. We covered like some of the AI stuff. Anything more that you guys are doing next?
1: Well, the e-commerce is a big one. Like I said, mm-hmm. to make sure that that these 20,000 stores can get turned on so that they can sell online. They can get a website of their own. They could They could have delivery if that's what they want you know, which is, you know, working with these third-party delivery services. So that's a big, we turned around and we figured that, and it was was really at the request of the customers, not really our request. We weren't looking for it, but we turned around, we found that a thousand of our customers from the 20,000, or at that point is a lot less, have gas stations, right? So, So they wanted, they said they love our point of sale register, but they wish they could talk to our pumps. So mm-hmm. we created a pump integration as well. So now we have an entire Petro division that all they do is connect our POS system to their pumps, make it EMV compliant as well. So you don't have to replace your pumps. You don't have to spend all that money. There's no downtime with your with your gas station, you know. And and now we're just looking at at other ways that we could help these convenience stores, liquor stores, tobacco stores, not just compete, but thrive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's all about, you know, as much money as you keep in the thing and maybe increasing sales as well. Yep. So anything, any more key points we missed on RS digital media
1: and stuff? Chris, I I think you really, first of all, once again, I want to thank you for letting me back in after the last two times. I didn't think you'd ever... Hey, if you're blocked in the firewall for the company, you're blocked in the firewall. I I couldn't figure it out. You know, even today I was sitting there with my, you know, my fingers crossed and the lucky rabbit's foot and and all the other things you know all like, the hell please go through it. this guy chris will just spend the next two months bashing me forget about you know embracing me maybe
0: so, i'll go friend the the ceo of idt on on linkedin that's why yeah, like exactly. great connections i'll go friend him and i'll say hey you should check out our videos and start watching them. he'll be like uh, oh man we need to get that firewall. off i'm like where do you get this
1: firewall off we'll have him on the show
0: well, I yeah, time. I want to
1: be careful what I say. I want to. I want to have my job. To, next uh, thing you know, a couple thousand of your listeners are sending emails to the IDT CEO, and it's like,
0: <laughs> don't <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I'm sure. I you I know we're know. doing a leadership series. We're interviewing a lot of CEOs for my my next book. And it's gonna include a lot of interviews from CEOs and leaders around the world. We have got some great guests that we've already got lined up for it and uh, and we're having like we're having a podcast doing the interview and then we're taking portions of the interview, putting in a book, and then I'll be writing chapters, of course, expanding on some of their thoughts. So so, and so we'll be reaching out to a lot of CEOs, so you know, we can have them on, we could talk to them no, about these no, no, ideas no. of leadership and everything else, and then firewall leadership. I don't know. <laughs>
1: And I will, and I will just leave you with this. Listen, we didn't become the number one POS company for the, in this space by ourselves. We did it with a lot of yeah. partners and uh, we have a lot of great partners that work with us. So if any of your audience members are looking to maybe pick up some additional income, whether it's to, you know, sell our credit card processing or even refer, do we have a referral bonus for credit card? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go to nrsplus.com on the bottom. You know, there's a, a, a button that they can click to join our team as well make some extra money. It doesn't hurt at this time in life in this world when, you know, everything's costing so much more to make bit well, extra.
0: That's true. Money is money. Well it's been wonderful to have you on the show. Give us your dot com so people can find you guys on the interwebs.
1: NRS dot com, NRS National Retail Solutions. So that's NRS plus dot com is the best way. On the bottom there's links that will take you to the different you know features or products that you may that may talk to you or that you may, but that's the, that's the great place to start. There
0: you go. Thank you very much for coming on, Ellie. We certainly appreciate it.
1: Chris, I really appreciate you having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And we certainly appreciate our audience
0: as well for tuning in. Be sure to go to all groups on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all those crazy places the kids are playing. Be good to each other, stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.